It's very interesting. It doesn't necessarily feel like what do you have to give up? It's more what are you willing to sacrifice? Sure. You kind of go like, cool, I could spend $2 on this or I could take those $2 and make it four and in the future I could spend it on this. Hey, and welcome to Influencing Society podcast, a podcast that's going to develop your leadership, it's going to sharpen your faith and help you influence your world for good and for God. My name is Chris Ensby, and I'll be the host of the podcast today. And today I am here with Beck Strawn. Welcome to the podcast, Beck. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And Beck, you are most well known for Raw by Beck. That is correct. Tell me, tell me, tell me about Raw by Beck. So essentially Raw by Beck started as a workout concept, but it's now a fitness studio. So if you want to go back to, I guess, the basics of what we are, we are Australia's first high intensity interval training based workout, totally to the beat of music. Ooh, and you're the founder of this. I am. I yeah. feel like I need to sit a bit straighter <laughs> that my posture is going to get a little bit assessed while Maybe I'm on just here. A Shoulders back. Bit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And so um, way back in the day, about four years ago, um, I noticed a gap in the market where there was a lot of group fitness workouts out there, but nothing that was revolutionary and fun and actually made people really want to enjoy working out. And right. so I kind of set out to create that. And so that's what Raw by Beck is. And now obviously we have a studio um, Great, congratulations. And it's doing really well. It is, yeah. So we celebrated three years of the studio um, in December last year. Um, and yeah, I have an incredible team um, of trainers um, and the members are even cooler. Yeah, great. So, so that's where you're at now. When you started, so this is a dream where you, were you by yourself. Did you set this up by yourself? Like are you the pioneer? Were you the only trainer? How did you get this thing off the ground? Yeah, so um, I always knew that uh, – pretty much if I could do anything for the rest of my life, I would just teach classes. Um, I was a personal trainer um, and a group fitness instructor for a commercial gym. Um, and I just noticed that there was this, I guess, trade-off where PT earned a lot more money. It was kind of my bread and butter and sure. group fitness was the thing that I just loved to do. Um, and I would look forward to these classes um, and – it would be in the prime time of PT. And so I kind of had to make the decision, am I going to do what I love or am I going to do the thing that's going to earn me more money? Right. It's a bit of a gamble. Yeah. And it just got to the point that it was probably maybe six months into running my personal training business that I just went, okay, something's got to change. Um, and so I just posted on Facebook um, that I was going to run these small group training um, hit workouts yeah. um, where legally in the gym I was allowed to train up to four people at a time. Um, I posted this. It was on an Easter break um, and within 12 hours I had 25 sessions booked in. Yeah, well. And so I just knew, hang on a second, people are wanting something like this. And so I just started running these group fitness classes, um, four people at a time on the gym floor, um, and it very quickly became my PT business. Yeah, well. um, and very quickly, all the other trainers in the gym were kind of like, look, we love what you're doing, but you're loud. You're causing a disturbance to us. Can you just go into the group fitness studio of the gym when it's not being used? Sure. Um, and so I approached the gym that I was working at and they said, yeah, absolutely, you can go in there, but you've got to pay for it. Right. On top of your PT rent. And so I went, yep, cool, absolutely, I'll do that. What are the guidelines around it? 
And instead of me legally being able to train four people at a time, I was able to train up to 60 at a time. I could use the sound system. Like it was just opened to this whole new world. And so I started running these classes just as I was on the gym floor. But then all of a sudden my 25 sessions a week became one session a week. Sure. And I put all these people into one. And then all of those people wanted to do two. And so then I created two and then three. And it just kind of grew from that, right. that we set up a membership model. Um, and it was literally me, just me running these workouts. Yep. Um, and then I was like, I can use music. And so then it was almost like all my spare time was um, spent learning licensing around music and what could I legally do with sure. that. And, um, you became a business owner, not just a trainer. Exactly. Um, set it up from the get-go. And this is the thing that has just been so incredibly evident in everything I'm doing is that the right people have been in my life at the right time. Um, and so one of my PT clients actually said to me, I think you need legal advice. You need to get this thing protected sure. from the yeah. beginning. Um, referred me to a law firm um, that we still work with today um, who taught me about intellectual property, um, structuring of a company, protecting myself, um, getting everything set up right in the early days where literally everything I was earning, I just put straight back into the business to just grow it with this big picture, I guess, dream. Yeah. Did you have any legal problems at the start that you had to get on top of? Uh, yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so very, very initially, legally, obviously, there was getting everything protected, um, trademarked, mm. um, structure of company, all those sorts of things. Yeah, well. Um, and everything exploded really quickly. So within the span of six months, it went to being this small group training thing to being a membership model where I was running like nine classes a week out of the gym, Um, I had then created like a replicable program. So cardio, strength, core, stretch, like all these different program formats where I then started training other trainers, how to teach it, and we created what is the Raw by Beck business model. Yeah. Um, However, what happened is, is that as all of this grew, the gym that I was working out of kind of went, hang on a second. Yeah, well, so – Really challenging season. So two questions off that. Yeah. Firstly, to to new small business owners going through their startup, what what advice do you have for them in this process? You sound like getting legal on board was a great step. So for, for new business owners and as we come out of whatever we're going through now, I'm sure there'll be more of that. But the second part is what, what else did your faith, what element did your faith play in this as you went through it as well? Yeah, absolutely. So for new business owners, number one, believe in your product with everything you have. Great. If you think it's just something that you kind of believe in, you're not going to be able to do it. Yeah, that's great. Um, because there are going to be days when it literally feels like your heart is being ripped out <laughs> of your chest and that's going to be probably 10 times a day. Um All your energy resources have to go to it, Um, everything you've got inside of you. And so my recommendation is first and foremostly believe in your product. Great. Secondly, back it with everything you've got um, and don't allow yourself to be bogged down on what you think other people are thinking of you. Sure. A lot of people I find get a little bit maybe embarrassed or they think, oh, no, I actually can't put it out there in the world because it's not ready or it's not perfect. Yeah, right. Just do it. Yeah. Put it out and back it. People aren't wanting a fine-tuned, beautiful product from the get-go because nothing is what what it was a year ago, a week ago. Sure. You know? And so you've got to put it out there and allow yourself to evolve. 
The next element of that is is get yourself sorted legally. Yeah. So company structure, um, speak, get an incredible accountant on board, get your terms and conditions, or you know whatever your business model is. Yeah, great. If if you've got a invention. Get it trademarked, get sure. it patented, you know, whatever that is. Or your intellectual property, get it down. Everything. Great. Um, and have a business plan. So look at realistically, look at your big picture dream and work down from that. Yeah, great. And you don't necessarily have to know how do I get there, um, but you just need to know the next step. And so if you kind of go, all right, big dream is I want to have studios all over the world, I want to train, you know, millions of people, change lives, blah, 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 blah. What's my That's next your big step? vision? Well, maybe. Is that maybe how you cast it? I don't know, maybe. Um, I'm not giving anything away. Um, but the next step is this. Yeah, great. And so in order for me to go there, what do I need to do today to get closer to that? Really good. Um, faith element of it, I have no idea how I could have ever gotten through this period without my faith. Yeah. Um, having the right people in your life to impact you, um, to speak into your life, to influence um, your well-being. And who were they for you? Who, who are those those right people, those right voices? So number one was my dad. Great. Um, my dad is an incredible businessman um, and a really level-headed thinker. So I would have him on speed dial and run <laughs> everything by him. Um and he was just there to support me every step of the way. Um, so he was number one. Number two is I got a mentor. Right. So my number one recommendation is have someone in your life that has been there and done it. A business mentor, personal mentor. It really depends upon what it is that you're yep. wanting. Mine was kind of like a combination. Right. And probably adding like psychologists and like everything else. Were, were they removed a bit from your business and life? So almost like an independent third party yeah. with an external viewpoint? Great. Absolutely. So my mentor mentor back in that day um, is still my mentor today. Um, I spoke with her yesterday. Yeah. Like it's having that person in your life who is able to objectively, um, especially when you are so invested in something, we get so overwhelmed with our emotions and what's going on in the world. Absolutely we do. That we yeah. can't always see big picture. Let's just remove myself from this and have a look. Mm. Um, and so having them to kind of be able to bounce ideas off talk stuff through um but then on that too is something that was an absolute non-negotiable to me and it always has been and always will be is to still prioritize time with god yeah great um and still prioritize like i was absolutely exhausted the last thing i wanted to do was put clothes on and come to church but without fail every week i was like no that's what i need to do to make sure that i position myself and it's not even necessarily because, yes, absolutely, you can get God time wherever you are. But for me, it was the act of removing myself from my environment mm. and putting myself in a place where, um, and it's what I preach to my members now, you know, that's why we have a gym, like you go there for the environment. Yeah. Um, is you're in that place where you have removed yourself from everything else and you set that self that time aside for yourself to not only be filled um, but to actually gain a better perspective. Yeah, it's, it. it's really important. I think it's a really important spiritually forming practice that even outside of your busy life to take a step back from that. Yeah. And I think one thing that's good that has come from this whole coronavirus isolation thing is people can refocus yeah. on that voluntarily or involuntarily. There is that refocusing on that. So 
Um, it's great to hear how, how your faith has played a part in being your anchor through that all. No, um, and so Royal Bag has grown and you, you've been to LA I recently. Have. Tell us about that journey. Yes. So um, interestingly, in 2015, prior to opening the studio, um, I decided that the gym industry in Australia was boring <laughs> and I wanted to learn what the US was doing. And so I put myself on a plane and flew to LA and spent a week there um, and just went to every fitness studio yeah. um, that I possibly could, took photos of their receptions, their booking systems, you know, learnt how they ran their businesses because LA in and of itself is a place where someone will very easily spend $500 a month on a group fitness membership. Really? Absolutely. And 500 a month? Yeah. Like what do you charge? Me? Yeah, what do you? Um, like 100 and yeah, right. <laughs> 60? I'm like, something like that. 500 US. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and like people pay $1,000 for a personal training session over there. Incredible. You know, it's just this whole different world. And so I was like, cool, what do they have that I can bring sure. back? Keeping in mind that these were the days where group fitness boutique studios were not a thing in Australia. Right. They're everywhere now, but they were there. It was group fitness classes in mainstream gyms, not just the boutique stuff. Yeah, right. com commercial gyms. So it was like your Les Mills, like yep. ding, 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 ding stuff. Yep. And then obviously like yoga studios were kind of starting to pop up. Yeah, right. And CrossFit boxes were a thing. Yeah. But besides that, it was literally commercial gyms, 24-hour gyms. Great. And so then I was open to this world of uh, studios are like someone's social outing. Sure. It's yeah. a place where they go not only to get their workout, but they go to experience community. Mm. Um, and they go, and which is something that I think like the CrossFit world has done really, really well. Create a group identity around your gym, which I've seen you do well. All Thank the girls you. that go there, especially, you can you can tell they, they are ruled by Beck. This yes. is who we are. Absolutely. And so you kind of want to establish that from the beginning where you have like your vision. And so that's what I kind of realized from being over in LA. And so was over there, came back, and that's when I was like, this is what I want to create. This is what it's going to yeah. look like. And mind mapped and dreamed it out. And just kind of like, you know, every day is it's kind of like, when the studio did open in 2016, like being like, whoa, this is what I kind of like envisioned and it's like here, you know. Yeah. Um, and like long story on that too is is like we built that studio with our hands. Like mm. I had no money at all and I had a very big legal bill that I had to pay. And so the community built it. We DIY'd the whole thing. The only things that we actually like had like proper like tradies do with things that legally had to be signed structural off side of things electrical structural plumbing those sorts of things. So, so your vision was big enough that finances got attracted to it almost or that your resources yeah. were secondary your vision was first absolutely. and then everything else kind of fell into place absolutely like my my personal budget didn't matter it sure. was literally like this is all i need to survive and i'm so happy to live on that if it means that this can actually go forward sure and so um yeah we just kind of like and i we had members who would show up i had i remember one day i had a member shop and just give me five hundred dollars yeah well you know like you so believed in it absolutely believe in the vision and so with la that's kind of like how my like heart 
kind of started getting connected to LA and I was like, oh my gosh, this is this world. And so I've just consistently gone back and back and back. Um, when the studio first opened, obviously I couldn't go for a couple of years. Um, but then started going back and every time I went back, it was really interesting. Like first time there, I was like, hey, I've got this dream. I'm learning from you guys. And then next time was like, hey, I'm thinking about opening a studio. And then like, then it's like, hey, I'm this trainer who owns this gym. And all of a sudden you're kind of like, you, you take it seriously. Yeah, right. You know, and and even even when they're <laughs> yeah. like, oh yeah, oh cool, let me look up that on Instagram. Oh, oh, you are legit. Yeah. Oh, cool. Like, and so every time I go, I would literally just be like, I'm looking at launching something. This is this is my dream. Hey, like, can I take you out to coffee? Can I have a conversation with you? And so just continue to create connections and be yeah, genuine. Well. Um, and then the way that the LA opportunity worked was literally I went to a group fitness class became really good friends with this girl happened to be group fitness uh, studio manager of aloe yoga right which is this big lifestyle yoga brand kind of like lululemon is here in australia ah, right um, big time big time and they have these beautiful stores all across the u.s but they just launched this like hybrid where they were opening group fitness studios connected mm. to their retail stores um, cool. And all that they ran at that point in time was yoga classes and they were looking at bringing in like feature trainers who had their own signature program sure. to attract more people to their space. And so because she knew me and then they'd had this meeting and she was like, I know someone from Australia who has her own program. She's created this thing, blah, blah, blah. They reached out to me. Yeah. And that's how that happened. Very cool. And yeah, I was able to collab with them and go over and teach a class in LA, which was very exciting. It looked great. All the, the, the images, social media, it all looked awesome. Thank you. But I guess kind of that's the what we see and we yeah. see how awesome that looks. And you talked a little bit before what you had to give up. You didn't care what your personal budget was to make your vision come true. Yeah. What what did you sacrifice in that season to get this thing off the ground? Like were you eating two-minute noodles? <laughs> what was what, what was what did you have to give up? Um okay. It's very interesting. It doesn't necessarily feel like what do you have to give up? It's more what are you willing to sacrifice? Sure. Um, the big thing for me was eating out. Sure. Um, so. No ever one touch. No, yeah. <laughs> no. Not, or I'd allow myself like one meal out a week. Sure. Those sorts of things. Clothing. I didn't really buy any clothes at all. Um, very minimal like skincare like you know sure. anything that was kind of like a negotiable I was like oh, I don't think I really need that right now yeah. um but I think when, when you're a business owner I mean you kind of like go into running a business and you see how you can take nothing and create something from it you get addicted to it yeah right and so you kind of go like cool I could spend two dollars on this or I could take those two dollars and make it four and in the future I could spend it on this sure and my dream and heart was to grow this thing because my I guess my driving force was not necessarily to be able to give me money it was more to be able to impact and change and yeah. I really wanted to impact as many lives as I possibly could um, and my domain was fitness mm, and cool. so my heart was literally I will train everyone for free if economy wasn't a thing sure um, and so because of that and because of the blessings I'd been given and from I guess the favor that I had seen throughout all of this um, and how God had orchestrated putting the right people in the right place at yep. the right time um, it was almost be selfish of me to 
Sure. Do it, use it in any other way. Yeah, good it's stewardship. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so sacrifice was that. Like I didn't really like go on holidays um, to start off with. I didn't take time off. <laughs> I didn't take days off. Yeah. I didn't pay myself a wage at all yeah. from the business. Um, so I would always just do PT on the side and that would be my income. Yep. Um, yeah. And so you just kind of like you just look at it and just go, all right, what's the big picture? Everything else is just doesn't really yeah. mean anything anymore. And so Robot Beck takes off and we've seen it take off and off and then – Coronavirus hits. Yes. And we can no longer have gatherings of more than two people it is now. So you can go back to personal training. Yeah. Or what else have you done? What have you what have you adapted to? What have you innovated to? You seem like a survivor, so I've got no Thank doubt you. that in this season you you've done something to not just survive but also flourish. So what's that? Thank you. Um so I saw it coming. Um and I expected that we would be shut down. Um, and so as a result of that, I kind of started planning earlier than yeah. I think maybe some other places have. Um, the thing that's really incredible about Raw by Beck is, if I do say so myself, <laughs> is that um, we're a workout. We're not a studio. Sure. So right back in the beginning of Raw by Beck, we were not a studio space and I did not have a studio space. So it's your style of workout. Yeah. We are a group fitness to the beat based workout. Right. And so people show up to us and we show them what to do. Um, they work harder, have more fun and get better results because everything is to the beat. Like Kanye releases an album yesterday, we have a workout to it tomorrow. Yeah, great. We're current, we're on top of things. We kind of think we're like the cool sister <laughs> of all the other like gym workouts. Sure. Um, but because of that, our product is able to be utilized if we just film it sure like literally someone can just turn us on and we can just and have people taken to that they have so the thing that has been incredible is that we set up the ability to live stream our workouts um from the studio Great. i already have a contingency plan to do it from my apartment if i need to <laughs> um yeah and so literally just had to do the research around what was the right gear to get um in all of this i had amazingly god <laughs> I don't know. God is amazing. We had already set up like private Facebook groups. We have a massive like community Facebook group yep. um, that is not just for our members. And then so we kind of have like a sales funnel. Sure. And that, that's our funnel, yeah. right? So we have general advertising and we get everyone into our big community group where it's yep. free. We do a free workout in there once a week. Great. We do like a YouTube channel show. Like we do all of that in this group. That's our warm community right. Right? right and then we've got our hot community so you call it what is it cold warm hot is that yeah. your three levels so we've got cold leads warm leads and, and hot leads great or engaged and yeah. our and we've got a members group and that members group are our like they have my time they're, they're the core they're the heart yeah yep. they they are my people that i give all my attention to yep. um and because we invest so much time into that core group um and we have the ability to be as open and honest with them, we brought them along with us for the ride. Yeah, and so great. I had already preempted Smart. to them, thank you, that this might happen. So we just started live streaming before we were even shut down. Yeah, awesome. So we were like, cool, this is now addition to your membership. You can live stream us three times a day wherever you are in the world. Yeah, great. And so our current members were like, that's awesome. Um, and so then we launched an online program um, and like an online membership where people could just 
be an online member or yep. you could be a studio member. And whatever our online membership got, our studio membership got just already what they were paying. Awesome. Which yeah, is great. when we were shut down and like let's be honest, ScoMo announced at like 8 p.m. on Sunday night that we had to be closed by 12 p.m. Monday. That's right. So yeah, half a day. Half a day. Um, we had already set up live streaming as of the Thursday yeah, the week great. before. So we'd already Eased them into it. People had been practicing and so we just went, this is what's happening. Straight in. And we just contingency planned. Um, as a result of that, I mean, obviously there's been things that we've changed, you know, where I – We've changed like what they're paying for their membership. Sure. You know, we've done everything that we can. We have a like a hardship clause that we've just written into our contracts. Yeah, right. Um, you know, things like that because of the time. And this is going to be a really tough time for businesses and it's going to be a really tough time for individuals. Yeah. But the heart of what I'm doing is this. Unfortunately, I have a business I need to open on the other side. Yeah. So I'm kind of trying to meet people in the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so we now have an online training program and we have members that have signed up from all over the world. That's great. Which is I really I guess that's cool. the positive of this as well. Yeah. So moving through the other side, that's where we'll stay, the online workouts. Yeah. Will they stay as Rule by Beck grows? Yeah. And so what's five-year Rule by Beck look like? <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you got that far ahead? I, yeah, I have a couple, a couple of ideas. Yeah. So number one, the product is able to be licensed. Sure. Because okay. it's a workout. Yep. So we could become the next Les Mills. Yeah, great. Where my role would be to train other trainers how to teach. Will you come back on the podcast once? Always. Remember us here? Always. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Always have time for you. Um, but then, so there's that. Second one would be whether we take on, say, like the Soul Cycle. Um, yeah. People are familiar with Soul Cycle. Um, where it is like we open multiple studios. In this climate right now, the licensing product is model is kind of looking a lot nicer. Yeah, sure. Um, and then obviously we've got the online live stream platform that we're wanting to do. So my heart is still to just teach. Yep. And so I would love the ability to be able to travel and yeah, teach and just inspire and motivate and um, help people realize that fitness is something that they don't have to do, they want to do. Yeah, that's great. Um, build community and let people understand that they are actually enough who they are right where they are Yeah. Um, and kind of like give them like a mindset shift as well as a body shift. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Yeah. That's great. So other side of COVID, it's going to be one of those. <laughs> sure. One or all of this, yeah. Yeah. Great. Probably got time for one more question. Um, and so this is personal development. This is less business, more back. Um, what is the one thing you want to do in 2020 around yourself, your faith, your personal development so that 2021 Beck doesn't look like 2020? What are you putting in place now for that? So um, what we have done with my initially with my team um, and then also with all of my members is we all chose a word for the year um, and that word had to make us feel uncomfortable right. and it had to excite us all at the same time. And my word was grow right. for 2020. And it's really interesting in this current climate, looking at that being like, how can we grow? How do you grow when we've been asked to shrink? Yeah, yep. absolutely. And But what I'm understanding more and more is that this season is a refining season. Sure. Um, and what comes out the other side of this is either someone who's gone backwards, someone who's plateaued or someone yep. who's grown. Um, and it's true. It has been, even in the last week, 
is I like I think I've cried more in the last seven days than what <laughs> I did in the last 12 months. Um, it has really made me go back to the absolute core of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, great. Um, and it has shown me again and again and again how incredible my team is, um, how incredible the members are and how everyone believes in the product. Yeah, and so it's up to me right now to be a leader to them. And they're looking for someone to tell them that they're okay. Sure. The world is so uncertain right now that people are looking to someone, which is what we're doing to our leaders, where we, we just want to know that we're okay. Yeah. Um, and for me as a leader, in order to be able to be authentic and be like, hey, I actually don't know what the future's going to hold, but I've got a plan to sure. try and get there, I need to do a huge amount of personal development. Um, the big thing for me that I'm needing to develop is removing emotions from things. So understanding that I am not my emotions and that we are not our emotions, but we have the decision to react yeah. um, in whatever way that is. Um, and so the only way that I can fine tune that is by spending time with God um, and by enabling myself to be positioned in a place to learn from others. Yeah, amazing. Um, and so, yeah, so a lot of like personal development for me has been a stripping back yep. of everything and what I thought 2020 was going to look like and we were so geared up for growth yeah. in what I thought was growth um, to have to have pivoted so quickly um, and carry my team through this, carry my members through this and carry yeah. myself through this or enable myself to be carried by others. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I had a good friend say to me once that in order to grow, you have to let go. Yeah. That, that kind of, you know, it's, it's that heads. I want to get bigger in this, but to do that, I have to let go, release my grip on some things. Yeah. So amazing. Great advice. And thanks so much for coming on the show coming on the podcast it's great to hear your wisdom and your drive and everything that you're doing Thanks in five that. years where we'll all be part of rule by Beck. yes we'll all be shredded yes it's really good thanks for coming on the yeah. show and, and thanks for tuning in today to influencing society podcast we hope something has stuck with you maybe if you're a small business owner something has gone into your heart and the way you want to do your business or the way you want to carry faith through what you're doing the way you're carrying yourself through the season whatever it is i hope it can help you influence your world for good and for God. We'll see you next time.